The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by BetSGPN. BetSGPN is where you'll find all the best sportsbook promotions and deposit bonuses. Just head over to BetSGPN.com. BetSGPN.com is your home for online sports betting. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the all the info you need to make yourself a smarter better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no VIG betting. That's right. No VIG betting. That's legal in 40 states. Sign up for at betteredge.com. Promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Promo code SGP. What's up, D-Gens? It's the Oracle of Oakland, a.k.a. the Prop God, Dan Titus, here with the NBA Gambling Podcast, courtesy of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I'm joined by my special guest today, Isaiah Sirwa, resident avid better for all things NBA, NFL, and even NASCAR. So if you guys have any <laughs> questions, want to delve into it, this is your man. Um, you can find his stellar work at Betting Pros as well as Awesomeo. Isaiah, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for the intro, Dan. I'm excited to be here. Great to have you, dude. I've been following you for over a year. We share a common bond in fantasy pros. I write on the fantasy side. You're obviously on betting pros. Tell us, tell the, tell the DJs out there how you got started in sports betting and what really piqued your interest in wanting to write about it and, and really just shape, you know, what you're doing in your spare time all around providing really great content. Yeah. So it was actually kind of weird. So, uh, I joined the college newspaper, uh, when I was an undergrad and I was like doing opinion content and then someone was like, Oh, you should write about sports. And so I wrote about sports. Uh, and I had a fun time with that. Uh, I randomly saw an application for a fantasy pros job and I was big into fantasy football. Uh, so I picked up some, uh, free like volunteer level work for them for a little while. Uh, that turned into, uh, uh, some more paid content for fantasy football. And they ended up needing some people to cover uh, betting. So I pivoted to NBA betting this year and it worked out. So I've had been having a lot of fun with it. That's dope, man. It's a great story. And it's interesting because I saw that you went to, you are an Emory alum and I had to take a look. I was like, man, what famous athletes went to Emory? And I couldn't really <laughs> think of any. I saw a lot of people uh, going into politics um, and journalism as well. So, but I did see Wark Dunn got his MBA from, from Emory. So that's kind of tight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens when you have D three athletics. You don't exactly yeah. uh, have the best athletes, <laughs> right? But it's really cool that you were still able to make that transition and still follow your passion. So, who who do you root for? Are you Atlanta kid? I know you're living in Boston now, but like, who's your squad? How did you really come to fandom? Gotcha. So, uh, I grew up in New England, uh, but I'm not about to say that I'm a Patriots fan because I'm not. I'm actually yes. a Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, Good news. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't deal with uh, the Patriots fandom for very long, even as a kid. So. Uh, I went with one of their rivals just to uh, be spiteful. Uh, I like and I had a lot of I had a lot of fun during the Joe Flacco era. I'm having a lot more fun in the Lamar Jackson era. Uh, so they're my number one team. 
Uh, I don't really have a favorite NBA team right now, uh, especially because I'm doing so much of the betting stuff. It's really hard to like stick to one team for too long. I'm having a lot of fun watching the Bulls right now, though. They're a lot of fun. I love Zach Levine. Dude, he's uh, the ascension of Zach Levine has been one of the funnest things to watch this season. Um, Watching him coming into his form and just, you know, straight up ball out, man, almost 30 points a game, almost 50, 40, 90 club. He's just willing the Bulls to playoff contention, man. It's it's unbelievable because, you know, we've always expecting Wendell Carter to finally get healthy. He never really does. And, you know, some of these wily veterans like Thaddeus Young and, and earlier in the season, Otto Porter was kind of shouldering the load as Laurie marketing was out, but we still don't really see him in the lineup. And I know we're not really expecting him back after free agency because they didn't, uh, they rescinded his contract. So this is Levine's team. So it's just going to be cool yep. to see how they continue to build around him for the long haul. So I totally agree with you, man. So let's jump into some of the good stuff. Uh, let's go into some of Thursday's slate. So heading into the all-star break, man, NBA packed it in here nine games. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff to cover. So we'll try to go game by game. We'll start off with the Raptors and the Celtics kicking off at 7 PM. We got the Celtics as eight point favorites. I don't think this is much a surprise considering that the Raptors are on their last leg. It seems like they're getting yeah. brutally beaten by health and safety protocols. Pascal Siakam's going to be out into the all-star break as well as Fred Van Vliet. What do you think of this game? How are you betting it? Um, being that you're in Boston, what chatter are you hearing about <laughs> the surging Boston Celtics? You know, they were struggling just a week ago and now they're on like a, a four game win streak. It seems like so coming off a great victory over the, the Los Angeles Clippers a day ago. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. So uh, I think it's really, really hard to get excited about Toronto after they just lost to the Pistons by 24 last night. So an eight point spread for the Celtics honestly seems kind of low given how awful uh, the Raptors played last night. Uh, so I, I think, uh, I mean, obviously they still have Norman Powell and they still have uh, Kyle Lowry. I think they combined for over half of Toronto's points last night, but uh, I think that Boston's the play against the spread here. Uh, they have a losing overall record against the spread. They're 17 and 18, but that improves to a rock solid 11 and five when they're playing at home. So I think that's a, a really good trend to get behind. Uh, my, uh, I have an NBA betting model. Uh, it, it favors Toronto because it assumes that all of Toronto's players are playing. Cause I can't tweak it to fix that. But I think the rock solid player has to be the Celtics against the spread. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that over under we're sitting at uh, 220 points right now. Uh, both teams have actually played pretty well in the, to the overs Toronto overall 20 and 15 and Boston 1916. But you know, with the shorthanded Raptors, are they even going to be able to put up a lot of points? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think that's, that's hard for me to call here. I might avoid that market. Uh, my read mm-hmm. here though, uh, Toronto's defense looked pretty awful without Van Vliet and Anubi on the court. And those are two of their best defensive players. If uh, you look at 538's Raptor ratings. So I, I think they might give up a ton of points to Boston tonight. They probably will score uh, toward the lower end of uh, their averages. But if Boston does enough damage, it could still go over anyway. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's, it's a clear difference of the way Toronto plays when OG and is not on the floor, their defense just goes to complete trash. So <laughs> if you're not going to have him in the lineup, Fred Van Vliet and Siakam, dude, they're, they're just 
they're going to be hapless. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, if Boston gets out to an early lead, maybe we see a little bit less of Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown heading into the all-star break. Mm -hmm. After all, they're both going to be playing in that game. Yes. They have a few days off to chill in the meantime, but uh, yeah, if they get out in front, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing more bench play going to take a quick break here to announce. We've just launched bet SGPN. BetSGPN.com is your home for all the best online sports book promotions. Our featured sports book this week, PointsBet. PointsBet has a ton of player props and live wagering options. All the lines we're using on today's episode are right from PointsBet. You like parlays? PointsBet has you covered with their parlay boosts. If that wasn't enough, they're offering two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's right, up to two stacks in risk-free bets. Just go to pointsbet.com, promo code SGP. That's pointsbet.com, promo code SGP. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. So going into our next game, uh, we have the Denver uh, Nuggets going against the Indiana Pacers. Denver favored by four and a half. Um, got the over under at two twenty seven and a half. Mm. How are you playing this one? Yeah, uh, I think it's really hard to get behind the Pacers right now. They almost lost to the Cavs at home last night, and they needed a uh, CJ McConnell to come through with a uh, points, rebounds, and steals triple double uh, to uh, even stay in that game. So I, I, I that already turns me off the Pacers, but. They've also been terrible against the spread. Uh, they're 14 and 20 on the year, and that drops to six and 11 when they play at home. So while the Nuggets also haven't been great overall against the spread, they're still they're two and five as road favorites. So I think that the trends point to the Nuggets as a lean here. Uh, my model agrees with that. So it, my model is uh, I calculate a spread for each game that's uh, based on pace data and how each team is playing efficiently, uh, yeah. and then I adjust for things like uh, rest and whatnot. Uh, and it favors Denver by 6.2. So that gives us a decent amount of uh, edge on Denver here for sure. And yeah, I love what you just said there about TJ McConnell, man, like what nine is nine steals in the first half. Like this guy yeah. is a menace. Uh, it's, it's, it pains my heart. I mean, I love to see him thrive because uh, I'm a Sixers fan at heart and man, we had him for the long haul and he was, he was mm. always that even in playoff mode, that guy just always plays 110% throwing his body all around, doing all the intangibles and stuff. So yeah, but I, I too, I agree with you. The Indiana struggle is real. Um, can't seem to pull, pull away from close games. And uh, yeah, I kind of like Denver here as well. So let's go back to uh, let's see here. Let's go with the Pistons and the Knicks. Uh, so mm -hmm. this kicks off at seven 30, the Knicks Minus seven. That's a pretty sizable uh, margin there. And I think it's primarily because the Pistons are extremely banged up. Jeremy Grant uh, is not going to play. DeLon Wright is obviously still out. They've been running a, a point guard carousel with Saban Lee and Dennis Smith Jr. Um, it seems like Dennis Smith Jr. is finally actually getting an opportunity to show what he can do. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's just not really resulting too much. Um, now in fantasy land, Detroit Pistons have actually been quite profitable uh, with Mason Plumley as well. But uh, how are you, how are you betting this one? Yeah, I, I think I, uh, Pistons obviously played very well last night, uh, but they're on the wrong end of the back-to-back -back and they lost to the, uh, to the Knicks at home by 19 points on Sunday. And that was with Grant in the lineup. So 
I don't, I understand why the Knicks are favored so heavily here. Uh, still, I think it is, I think you're right to point out that's a pretty aggressive spread. Um, uh, I think that, uh, if, so if you look at how these teams have played in their most recent games, the Pistons obviously destroyed, uh, the Raptors, uh, but the Knicks, their most recent game did not go very well. They got throttled by the Spurs. Uh, and that, uh, data is kind of messing with, uh, my model. It only favors, uh, New York by 1.7 here, uh, which points to an edge on the Pistons. I personally wouldn't play that. Uh, I would, I think the best play for this game, uh, has to be the Knicks first half, either money I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. The Knicks first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally um, agree. Yeah. They give up the fewest points per first half. Uh, so that's obviously some excellent defense that gives you some value there. Uh, I wouldn't do a full game line cause they score the fewest points per second half. So they could very easily build up a big lead in the first and then just wash it all away. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that, man. And let's kick it to DC where the Clippers will be on the road at Washington. Los Angeles comes in as six point favorites with an over under of two thirty five and a half. pretty high scoring affair. We do have the notable Washington wizards that love to push the pace, not really play much defense. The Clippers uh, we'll see who they're going to be trotting out there. But right now it seems like, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard is questionable. Paul George, I think he's going to play. He's not listed on the injury report, but mm. we are approaching all-star weekend. So this could be one of those prime times where maybe you get a little extra day of rest against a, a team that isn't very good, but I don't know. I think this is, this might be the final game that, you know, the, to close out the mid season um, mark. And I think Paul George is going to play. So who do you like in this game? And um, who are you taking? Yeah, so I think this game is going to come down to where the uh, the spread ends up by tip off or where the spread is when you're trying to bet on it. Uh, so the Clippers had been one of the better teams against the spread, but they've fallen to 20 and 17 in recent days. And Washington is on the up and up. They're now 17 and 16 against the spread. Uh, if we look at uh, some more trends, the Clippers are good as road favorites. The Wizards are also good as home underdogs. So I don't think the trends point to a ton of value here. Uh, conveniently, when I was looking at the... Uh, the spreads uh, it was set at five and a half. And that's exactly what my model projected a five and a half point win for the Clippers. So if uh, it's now at six, there's a little bit the model would put a little bit of edge on the wizards, uh, especially if Kawhi or uh, if Kawhi ends up sitting or the Clippers end up having to roll out a limited lineup. So that's my read here, I guess uh, against the spread, at least uh, this is not one of my favorite games to play because of how little we actually know right now. Right. Yeah. I, I can't even find any prop markets for this game. Um, notably. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that the, the wizards are eight and 10 in their last 10 against the spread, but at home seven and nine across the season. So yeah, mm. I, I, I too, I'm a little leery on this, on this selection here and I'll probably stay away until I learn more about the markets and one, once more data is available, going to take another quick break here to hear from our sponsor. Want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sports book offers for your slate. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Head to betql.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com. And remember, bet smarter, not harder. And let's go to 
Next, we're going down to Memphis, where the Milwaukee Bucks are on the road against the Grizzlies. The Bucks currently have the edge by six points. Do you think that that's enough? You know, the Bucks have kind of gone through a little bit of struggles in their in their front in their backcourt with Drew Holiday still coming off of COVID. He's still under a minutes restriction. The the Bucks haven't. They've kind of played under. You know, they've they've kind of been not that great this year so far. You know, I think that they're definitely under underestimated, understating their expectations. Mm. Um, what do you think about them going into Memphis? John Morant just went off <laughs> a night ago. Um, how do you think that they're going to play that? So the bucks are really weird right now. They're playing like very up and down and up and down. Uh, so they obviously without drew holiday, they were playing a lot worse. Now they've kind of recovered a bit more, even though he's still on a minutes restriction. Sure. Um, but, uh, one second, I, I think that, uh, They've gotten worse against the spread too. They were, they did have a winning record early in the year. It's fallen to just 17 and 18 against the spread. Uh, in contrast, the Grizzlies are doing pretty well. Uh, they're three and one, not against the spread, just straight up over their last three. And they even took down the Clippers. Uh, so my model again, likes Memphis. Uh, that's because it, but that's again, cause it's averaging out uh, Milwaukee's high ceiling performances with their low floor ones. So it's like, I kind of don't really see how it's going to play out here. I think that there is a, uh, an edge on, on Memphis, but I, I would take the upside of Milwaukee here. I think. Yeah. I think Milwaukee is going to start a track meet um, at two thirty four. I think that this is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the slate. So if I'm going to bet this one, I'm, I'm actually going to go with just the over. Um, I do like Memphis's position. They seem to be having a, they have a more athletic uh, front court now with Brandon Clark there. Um, getting more run for some of their young rookies like Desmond Bain and D'Anthony Melton has been playing outside of his mind lately. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think he'll be a, a really good player to kind of keep up with the bucks there. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty close one. We'll see how the bucks, if they can continue that roller coaster of their play or whether they'll solidify uh, their stance in the Eastern conference heading into the all-star break. And then for one of the more entertaining matchups of the night, we have the heat going up against the Pelicans. The heat will travel to new Orleans. I think that there's some questions about who's going to be playing on the heat side of it, but yep. so far Vegas has the Pelicans as favorites by two and a half. So this is a really weird bet. I know that the, the Pelicans have been hitting the overs on like almost all of their bets as of late, but yeah. against the spread, <laughs> not the best. So what are your thoughts on how to bet this one? Yeah, I mean, both the Pels and the Heat are pretty awful to bet against the spread. The Pelicans are at 15 and 20, and the Heat are at 15, 19, and 1. So, like, this is not a game that I really can get excited about against the spread. So, I'm just going to side with the, the total. And the trends definitely, as you said, point to the over. Uh, it's 5 and 0 in the second half of New Orleans' is back to back. So, whenever the Pelicans are coming off no rest, their games have gone over every time. So, that points to a lot of value. Also, like you said, they're really good uh, hitting the over in general. They're uh, 26 and nine for the overs this season. So it's really hard to bet, uh, to bet against a trend like 75%. Um, you're right to point out the fact that uh, Miami could be missing a couple starters. I think that the Pelicans can still just put up enough points to just carry uh, this total over the, uh, or to carry the game over the total. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Are you curious about, uh, uh, do you have any Zion props perhaps? Man, that guy's mm. been unstoppable. Um, I looked at a, I saw a tweet by Tom Haberstroh uh, a day ago, and it looked like his entire shot, like his heat map, 
was like <laughs> as if I was looking at a center. All of his buckets were within like five feet. And uh, man, he had that crazy dunk on Daniel Gafford uh, a, a couple a couple nights ago where he put him on the floor. Zion's play is just unreal, man. Like his ascension in his second year, I think this is what we w- expected in year one. But, you know, he was hampered by injuries and still getting into game shape. But he's looked really great. And um, yeah. the other person I've been really surprised at their play is Lonzo Ball. Obviously, he's being mm. overshadowed by LaMelo, uh, but Lonzo's been actually a three-point assassin as of late. So I've been curious. I haven't been bold enough to play his three-point lines, uh, <laughs> but one of these days I'm going to do it, man, because this guy has just been hitting at a ridiculous clip uh, since trade rumors surfaced of him being on the block. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Let's go to the next game. We got the Thunder traveling to the Spurs uh, with the Spurs six and a half point favorites. Really like what the Spurs have been doing as of late. Um, I like that they're abandoning the LaMarcus Aldridge experiment, um, going with the youth movement. Yaka Petal is has been a, a great player for them in the absence of, of LaMarcus Aldridge, but also it's the small ball lineup that's really helped the Spurs thrive. And it's all off the strength of DeJounte Murray. Um, this kid's been phenomenal this season, averaging 16, close to 16 points a game, seven rebounds and five assists, six assists. And um, yeah, I just think that uh, it's going to be a fun matchup though. Him and Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm really excited to see those two mm-hmm. youthful players go at it. I'm doubting that Al Horford's going to play tonight. I don't know if that's it. They, the um, Thunder have released their injury report yet, but he never plays on back to back. So right. uh, what are your thoughts here on how to, how to bet on this one? Yeah. So uh, my model likes the Spurs to win by seven here. So there's some definite edge uh, on San Antonio. I think you're right to point out that Horford's probably not going to play in this one. So that's going to be one of their best players uh, sitting out. They also just looked terrible last night, even with Horford. <laughs> like, yeah. What did the, the what was the final score of the Mavs game? I think it was somewhere in like the 100. Or, they only yeah, scored like was, 87 points or something like that, right? Yeah, it was ridiculously low scoring. So they they looked terrible on the front half of a back to back. So chances are they won't look too good on the back half of it. <laughs> right. um, so I, I'm not big on the Thunder here. Um, these teams have met twice this season. They're one and one straight up. Uh, the Spurs won and covered the first game. Uh, I think they won by 10 points, and they did so without DeRozan. Uh, and they lost the second because it was their first game back from that whole COVID debacle on their roster. So it's not exactly surprising that uh, the uh, Thunder pulled that victory out. Um, but given what they've already done this season against each other, I think it's pretty easy to side with the Spurs. Totally agree with you there, brother. And so now going to a more high paced matchup with the highest implied total of the slate the Sacramento Kings visiting the Portland trailblazers. The, we got the 10 the uh, 7 PM uh, Pacific 10 o'clock uh, Eastern time start, uh, start time, excuse me, with the blazers going out as four and a half point favorites, man. I think this one's going to be a, sh- a track meet too, man. Like I, mm-hmm. I just think that the, you know, the, the Kings don't play much defense and 
the Portland Trailblazers, mainly Damian Lillard, uh, can light it up really quickly. Gary, uh, Gary Trent Jr. as well. He's been playing pretty well. Um, how are you betting this one? Yeah. So that's a good point about how it could turn into a drag because I'm pretty sure the Kings have gone over in an absurd number of their games. Um, so that there's a lot of value on the over just because of how uh, Sacramento has looked in Portland's on. I, I think both these teams run back to back. So they could just right. be gassed defensively too. Very true. Um, Very true. So my model usually favors the Blazers in situations like this, but it's currently siding with the Kings. Uh, they've been awful against the spread this year. They're 14 and 21, but when they uh, are road underdogs, uh, they are seven and four. So that does point to a little bit of value. Uh, I do think that the fact that this is a back-to-back can make things really weird. So I'm not reading too much into the trends or reading too much into the, uh, the model, but if I did have to make a pick here, it would probably be the Kings against the spread. Yeah. I like, I like the diversity there. And, you know, I think you're right. I think the, we can't underestimate the back-to-back, um, you know, the Kings obviously traveling on the road, uh, definitely could have a little bit of a, a lag there. And then for the showtime matchup, we have the golden state warriors going to f- the Phoenix suns with the Suns six and a half point favorites. This is interesting to me because, oh man, I just, <laughs> I feel like Curry's going to be a little bit motivated to kick some ass, man. I, it's hard to six and a half points, but the Suns are very good defensively. They tend to slow the pace. Um, and the Warriors rank top three in pace. So it's going to be a matter of, you know, who's going to have the most influence. And uh, so far the Phoenix suns, I mean, they've won uh, what 15 out of their last 18 games or some kind of crazy streak like that. Um, pretty much is climbing and ascending up the Western conference. They're a really tough team to beat, especially at home. So how are you betting this one? Yeah, I think you're right to say how, just to point out how good the suns have been. Uh, I took them against the Lakers the other night. And then when Devin Booker got thrown in the third quarter, I was like, Oh great. Well, they're not gonna, it's all over now. Like the Suns are screwed. And then they still won by like 10. So after that game, I think it's really, really hard to dig into the Suns. Uh, I know that they're six and a half point favorites here or or something like that, but still I can't bet against them. I've been writing them all year tonight. Won't be any different. Um, they're the second best team against the spread at 23 and 11, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, Golden yeah. state is just at 500 for some perspective. So I, I think the, the trends definitely point to uh, an edge on the suns uh, and the warriors have struggled when they've been road underdogs. They're four and seven against the spread in those situations. Uh, meanwhile, the suns are 10 and four as home favorites. So it, the suns are kind of heavily favored here. Uh, I still think that uh, they'll end up covering and we don't know if Kelly Oubre is going to play for the warriors either. So Which I would definitely we, yeah. keep an eye on that too. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, because we know Kelly Oubre, that was like a little revenge game narrative coming from Phoenix at one point. Um, but yeah, he's also just a stellar defensive player. So if he's not in the game, you know, Mikal bridges would have a field day, perhaps even Jay Crowder, uh, other players as well. So yeah, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I like where you're going with that. I totally agree with you in terms of, I was a little bit you know, concerned about the warriors coming in here, but 23 and 11 against the spread for the Phoenix suns and uh, 10 and four as home favorites. It's kind of hard not to get behind that. So let's kick it off to player props. Um, I know you have a few, a few uh, plays that you want to get off today. Who are you feeling and what are you trying to target? Um, And just so just for reference, uh, Isaiah also writes a, a fan duel or a draft, a fan duel article on Wednesdays for fantasy pros. And I've noticed some similar trends in, in the way that we kind of pick our games. 
we're going for the high scoring affairs. Yep. You know, who's going to put up the most points? Uh, where's there the most opportunity uh, usage rate and or minutes. So uh, tell me a little bit more about the props you have going on for tonight. Yeah. So when I do prop market breakdowns, I usually uh, I do exactly what you're saying. I try to target high scoring games. Uh, I also try to look at weak matchups. So I'll look at what uh, teams give up the most rebounds or teams give up the most three pointers. So I've been riding uh, people playing the rockets on rebounds and people playing the Pelicans on three pointers. So that brings us to the heat and the Pels. So real quick, you had mentioned Lonzo Barlier. Uh, I think it's a great night to take him. I don't know what happened, but he only played 26 minutes last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe played 42. I'm not sure. So he basically didn't see the court in the second half, even though the Pelicans like came back and almost beat the bulls. So that leads me to believe that, Oh, they might've been saving him for the second part of the back-to-back. I'm not sure yep. that is purely speculation, uh, but it could be a really good night to target Lonzo here because of that. That said, uh, I'm a much bigger fan of uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow here because the Pels just cannot defend the perimeter. They allow the most made threes per game. Uh, they give the third most to small forwards and the second most to shooting guards. Uh, if Butler or uh, Adebayo can't play, then that's just going to force uh, Robinson and Harrow to pick up more of the offensive slack too. So I think that their points overs, their made threes uh, overs would be pretty good bets. I couldn't find uh, markets posted for that game, uh, at least for those lines yet. But when they do get posted, those are going to be lines to target. The bi- I think of the two of them, of Robinson and Harrow, I favor Robinson more. Uh, the last time these teams played, it was Christmas. He had 23 points and seven made threes. So his lines are definitely going to get posted around like uh, three and a half made threes or uh, 14 and a half points. You can play the over on both of those safely. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's really just the, the, with the heat coming in with such questionable uh, designations on their key players. Uh, I think this is a sweet spot for Duncan Robinson or Tyler hero. Um, you know, Kendrick Nunn's also been playing really well, but I mm. think now that Tyler hero's back, uh, we'll see him kind of re- regress to the mean a little bit. Um, but yeah, as you pointed out there, the Pelicans are just, they're just an anemic from, <laughs> from yep. defending against the three point line. So I think you have a great, a great target there in terms of looking for the the three point attempts and the three points made uh, for the heat. Take another quick short break to hear from our sponsor, better edge, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. Since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there's no house. That's right. No VIG betting legal in more than 40 States. It's sports betting without a VIG. So you literally can't beat it. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. Yeah, I'm going to go with mine. Uh, DeJounte Murray over five and a half assists versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Much of what you were describing earlier, you know, I just don't like the way that the Thunder looked on the front end of their back-to-back, and I think this should be a pretty attainable, excuse me, a pretty attainable uh, line for DeJounte Murray to go off. I wouldn't be surprised if he also um, hit the over in his uh, rebound total, which is a mod, uh, a modest uh, seven and a half, you know, that's a little bit high, mm-hmm. but um, you know, the way he's been playing as of late, um, I, I just love, he's the, one of the people that I've always been targeting in the points, rebounds and assists uh, market. And uh, he hasn't disappointed as of late. So yeah, I'm gonna go DeJounte Murray. Actually, I'm gonna take them both. I'm gonna go with the, re- with the rebounds and assists. Um, you can probably package those together uh, for a little bit more value. Um, 
And so is there anything else that you like on, on the, uh, the slate tonight? Yeah. So I have another prop market and it's actually on the same game and it's also on assists. So uh, DeMar DeRozan has just ha- been going off in the assist category in the last couple of games. Uh, and the lines only posted at eight and a half, but he's had 11 in his last three. And the juice uh, is like plus 125 on the over. So if you go purely based on the last three games, there is a ton of value there. Um, but I, I do think we have to break it down a little bit more than just the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he has been playing weird minutes. So he played 42 uh, on Monday uh, and then he played 30 on Tuesday and he had 11 assists in both games, which, so those are vastly different as rates of assists per minute, which is strange. So I don't really think that uh, there's like, a, th- th- it could be a little weird because I think one of those games he went over because of volume. I don't know sure. how much volume he'll get here. Uh, the other game he went over because of efficiency. Um, so on the year, he's averaging 7.3 per game, which isn't great, but that jumps to eight and a half, which is where this line is. If we look at just February and March. So I think because of how uh, the Spurs have been transitioning away from Aldridge, I think that that has been leading uh, DeRozan to just get a lot more uh, usage, especially in the assist category. So I'm, that's one of the props that I like tonight, especially worth where the juice is at. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really great insight. And it's interesting because, um, you know, not many people really look at DeMar DeRozan and his assists, right? Like that's a pretty unique uh, angle to put it. Um, He's been playing really well. And, you know, I, I, you kind of wonder, like he's been a player that uh, hasn't really gotten the respect he kind of deserves. You know, he's been, you know, he's, he's kind of you know, surrounded by these, all this young talent. And then you got the old dude in, in LaMarcus Aldridge, but uh, the Spurs are playing awesome basketball, man. Fifth in the Western conference, they're going to make a statement and they're playing really well. Uh, a bounce back year. Greg Popovich seems to have his team back in order. So uh, I like where you're going with it, um, especially against a weak thunder team that just looked completely trash uh, a night before. So yeah. let's pivot to some NBA futures. So <clears throat> let's see what, uh, what we have for the NBA award. So I'm going to use points bet, uh, for our, our marker of, you know, who are the bet, who is, who's the, uh, the current favorites in each one. So I want to gotcha. get your take. We're at the mid season mark just without betting. Who is your MVP of the year? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think right now, I think Joel, Joel Embiid is the favorite at some books. I think yep. that, uh, he's definitely at the high watermark of a season. He's doing fantastic stuff right now. Uh, obviously with the win over the jazz last night, he's, I don't think his, uh, MVP odds have ever been shorter. Uh, I think that he's Absolutely trending right. in the right direction. I'm a little worried that he may fall off in the back half of the season. So I don't know if I want to buy him right now, given how short his odds are. Uh, yeah. but I think that so far he has to be the front runner for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I'm maybe I'm a Stan Homer however you want to refer to it. But like, I think Joel Embiid has been critical for the Sixers uh, when he's on the, is on the off court metrics are just astounding uh, how much of a difference he's making for that team uh, to be first place in the Eastern conference. And to your point, he's plus plus one sixty right now. He's the odds on favorite for the award. I would be concerned about LeBron James at point at, at uh, plus two seventy five, mm-hmm. mainly because I think that the NBA has already structured the back half of the schedule to be advantageous for him to rest, right? Like they, the, it's clear the NBA cares about LeBron and wanting the Lakers to be in a, in a, in a, uh, a 
comfortable position come playoff time that they're well-rested and AD can be back. Cause I don't know. They're, they're the best team in basketball. They're the former champs, but you know, just in this two week span from a fancy perspective, the, the Lakers are only playing three games in the next two weeks. And I think that that's by design to get LeBron that critical rest right around the all-star break. And I wouldn't be surprised as we get later into the season. And once we get more clarity around the trade deadline and where Anthony Davis's health is that he may not be playing as many games. Um, the other one that, that still has interesting value is uh, Nikola Jokic, who's still, he's tapered off just a little bit compared to, you know, how we first started out the, the first half of the season, but at plus 400, he's still squarely in the conversation. And if the, mm. the Denver nuggets can, you know, take a surge and maybe move into like the top two uh, within the Western conference, I could certainly see the argument being made for him winning the award, but no, I mean, nothing's clear that this is the year of the big man. I mean, it's just really impressive to see Joel Embiid and, and Nikola Jokic take that ascension in their, in their play um, up a notch. And my odds on favor in the beginning of the season was Luka Doncic and he's looking at plus 700 odds. And honestly, I don't see him even creeping up into this conversation right now with how bad the Mavericks have looked yeah. um, over the course of the first half of the season. It's going to take a lot for him to, to overcome that. Um, some of the underdogs though, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. Do you think that there's an argument to be made for them to have more consideration in this, in this bet? Uh, through the front half of the season, maybe not. But if you look at how the back half might play out, especially uh, when McCollum gets back, the Blazers could go on a really big tear. Lillard yeah. would probably get the credit for most of it. Uh, if I were betting on one person to have uh, shorter odds, uh, not necessarily to win, but have shorter odds by the end of the season, Lillard's line is going to move a lot. And I think that if you're trying to uh, make a long shot play now, uh, while the odds are friendly, I would go with Lillard. Makes sense. And then one other person I just want to harp on real quick, James Harden. Um, I think it can't go under, it can't go unnoticed that he's really been the catalyst for the Nets resurgence and the Nets just play as of late. Kyrie Irving sitting uh, sparingly throughout the week, you know, Kevin Durant has been ruled out through the all-star break. And I wouldn't be surprised with how the nets are playing that they won't want to rush him back, especially with a hamstring mm. injury. We've seen what compounding injuries like hamstring calf Achilles can all do. So I think they're erring on the side of caution there, but James Harden has been playing ridiculous basketball as of late. And it's really exciting to see it. And he's got what plus 1200 odds to win the award is there a chance or plus six uh, plus 1600, excuse me. Is there a chance that he can even creep up into relevancy there? Yeah, I think Harden has a good shot. Uh, however, I do think that uh, it's pretty, uh, I think that the return of assuming he does return in full capacity of Kevin Durant could easily yeah. move that line back down. So like, right. I think it makes a lot of sense right now uh, to say if there's a ton of value on Harden. Um, I'm a little skeptical just because I'm not sure what the odds or uh, what the odds market is going to look like once Durant gets back. So I do sure. think that Harden, there's a chance that he's kind of high right now. And that this conversation sounds pretty different in like a month or two. Uh, right. But I, I do think you're right. He's been playing fantastically. He should absolutely be in this conversation. It's just a question of how uh, the nets are going to look once Durant gets back. Totally agree with you, man. And so shifting to the rookie of the year, I mean, we don't even really need to bet on this one. Yeah. Uh, LaMelo <laughs> is the favorite. Uh, he's currently at minus 834 on points bet. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's <laughs> on the shelf. He's the second person that's coming close to him at plus 600 odds. 
doesn't look very good. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Edwards with news of, you know, Malik Beasley's suspension and D'Angelo Russell being out for some time. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe leaped Tyrese Halliburton, but he hasn't been very efficient as of late, but definitely putting some points on the board and making tons of highlights in the process. Um, so let's go to defensive player of the year. I think this one is still a little bit interesting. Uh, Rudy Gobert is the favorite at minus 300. Uh, but then we have miles Turner who seems to never get any respect amongst his peers mm. in the, uh, in the league. And he's, he's shown it, you know, but he, he's up there with Gobert in terms of blocks per game. Um, certainly the catalyst of the Indiana defense. It's definitely not Sabonis. Um, and so, yeah, I guess is it, it's always Rudy Gobert's award to lose, but is there anyone else that you could see possibly dethroning him? Uh, maybe even Ben Simmons, who's now the third favorite to win the award at plus 600 odds. Yeah, I think you're right to point out Simmons. If I have DraftKings up right now, uh, and Simmons is actually their second uh, shortest guy. He has odds of just plus 250, and that's wow. compared to a plus 600 for Turner. So yeah, I, I think Simmons uh, could go on a run and uh, dethrone Gobert. I think that a lot of this reward is going to come down to uh, where the Jazz and the Sixers end up in the final standings. If the Jazz yeah. fall off in the back half, I'm sure Gobert is going to fall off as well, at least in this uh, uh, in this market. Uh, if the Sixers continue to dominate the East, then Simmons could potentially move up and pass uh, Gobert in the market. We'll see how it plays out. But I, I think I have to side with Gobert right now. That's where I'm at. I feel you on that, man. I'm rooting for Ben Simmons, though. All defensive team for sure, first team. But I'm hoping that they can uh, he can actually withstand that and and make it out on top for deep defensive player of the year. All right. And then, I mean, six man of the year again, this is also pretty much wrapped up right now. I mean, <laughs> I guess if the Utah jazz fall off a cliff, maybe he loses the award, but I don't see it. I'm just curious. What is point points bet has Eric Gordon as second, the second, uh, yeah. second favorite for six man of the year. That's just a, such a far <laughs> gap between players, right? Like Jordan Clarkson is having an amazing year. Whereas like Eric Gordon, like I don't even remember what Eric Gordon what was the last time he actually had a good game. Like the horse the Houston <laughs> Rockets are so bad. It's yeah. just so hard to, I can't even get behind it. And then behind him is Chris Boucher who can't even get consistent minutes uh, in, in a Toronto Raptors lineup. So yeah, I, I mean, I think this one's a runaway for, for Clarkson. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the Rockets here because it's the uh, one month anniversary of their last win. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great point, man. I, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm just surprised that Eric Gordon is even getting that much respect uh, by Vegas here, but yeah, yeah. Clarkson looks like he's going to run away with that one. And then finally, most improved player. I think this one was like very contentious um, and competitive early in the season between Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood, but Christian Wood's really a uh, bit at a detriment being on the shelf with an ankle injury. And it seems Jeremy Grant has, has now passed him as now the favorite for the award. The dark horse though, that I think more people need to talk about is Julius Randall because mm -hmm. he's pretty much just willed the, the Knicks into relevancy into playoff contention. And he's just playing great. Um, I think he's been a fixture of the Thibodeau offense and he hasn't slacked off, man. He's averaging over 20 points, 11 rebounds, uh, four or five assists a game. He's playing just as well as Jeremy Grant, if not better, and he's on a better team. So what are your thoughts there? And who do you think is going to end up with winning this award? 
Yeah, looking at the lines posted at DraftKings, which is Grant minus 230, Wood plus 600, and Randall plus 700, I don't think you can buy Grant right now. Those odds are just not friendly. Uh, Wood is about to come back. So if you're going to buy Wood, you should buy him now because those odds are just going to get worse and worse as uh, the season moves along. Uh, I do think Randall's a very good read. I've been incredibly impressed by what the Knicks have done in the back, or so far in the season. Uh, Thibodeau uh, has done a fantastic job with them. Randall's obviously been the centerpiece of that uh, turnaround. I would not be surprised to see Randall win this award. Uh, I do think that Wood probably has the most value given the narrative early in the year and the fact that it could go back to uh, uh, like a race between Grant and Wood once he returns from injury. So we'll see how it plays out, but I think Wood probably has the most value given what we've already seen out of him this year. Well, that, that about covers it, man. I feel you on that. So I want to thank all the DJs. Check us out next Thursday. We'll be back. Go to our locker room where you'll see Ryan McKee and Manaf and ZB constantly giving all the bets, player props and action for the night. I want to thank my special guest, Isaiah, for coming through. Hope that hopefully he'll be able to come again next time and school you guys on some more knowledge and provide some more insights for your betting, your betting plays for the NBA. And then surely we'll have them back for anything else. I don't know if I'm going to be playing any NASCAR plays anytime soon, but if I need to, <laughs> this is going to be my guy. All right, guys, we'll, we'll chat you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.